All right, today we're, we're finishing season four. We have the Blizzard of 01, Orpheus Descending, Even the Score, and Famous Last Words. I'm Chris. I'm Susan. Hello, I'm Amelia. And this is the M-City Podcast. Today we're beginning with The Blizzard of 01, written by Tom Fontana, directed by Leslie Liebman, and the theme is snow. O'Reilly is in for a surprise when a visitor reveals the truth about his past, while Cyril faces trouble for his difficult behavior. Meanwhile, Morales and Redding lay out plans that could lead to an all-out war in M-City. Well, this one starts with your favorite thing, Chris, more sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> Cyril's hair and skin are changing back to normal because he's off the drugs now. <laughs> yeah, it's more washing away of sci-fi. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, that didn't work so well. Let's just act like it never happened. Right. <laughs> and Gloria is in danger of losing her medical license because of the drug trial. Like, that would become her issue. Yeah. And she didn't want to do the thing. <laughs> it was kind of hoisted upon her by the machine. It was. It was. So, you know, maybe the the people who uh, created the drug, how about them? They could lose their licenses. <laughs> and then we have an old friend of the O'Reilly family coming to visit. Uh, her name's Suzanne Fitzgerald, and she claims that she's Ryan's mother. He looked like he was about to shit his pants when she said that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he needs another surprise, right? <laughs> oh, the O'Reilly retcon family hipstery. <laughs> <laughs> it's constantly shifting to meet the needs of the writers. <laughs> That's right. And doesn't he also, he finds out he's the younger brother? I don't remember that. Did he? I think so. Yeah. Hmm. And, you know, he's he's always been the one to take care of Cyril, or so he thought. So. Well, I, th- I thought Cyril was the older brother. He only acted younger because he got brain damaged. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. This did not stick with me as a big plot point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and also, Ryan has lost his enthusiasm for Claire. <laughs> Are we it's about surprised? Time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so she's finally going to move on. But she tries to move on with Cyril, and uh, he fights back. <laughs> and um, so that's the his the difficult behavior that uh, was referred to in the introduction there. But, um... Yeah, once again, this code of silence thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even with Cyril? I mean, does Cyril understand the code of silence? I don't think so. (laughs) Then why wouldn't he say, like, she tried to touch me in the (laughs) (laughs) pee-pee? Yeah. That would have solved it. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, she gets away with a lot. She does. And people are noticing, like, it's not like it's a secret that she's doing these things. Yeah. 
but like she's killing people for people. That's <laughs> just how they they kind of brush that under the the rug, and it's like that's okay. Diane, it was a whole couple of seasons of oh, I shot that guy in self defense. <laughs> well, actually, it wasn't in self defense. I needed to kill his ass because he was going to ruin my life, mm-hmm. and that became like you know moral quandary that we'll discuss for seasons on end right this woman just like throws a fucking radio in a rubber ducky in a jacuzzi (laughs) killing off a dude and it's like yeah yeah that shit happens around here (laughs) next next issue (laughs) (laughs) well and then the o'reilly's dad comes to visit and he confirmed the story Oh, yeah, she is your mom. and uh, Yeah, because he was having none of it and kind of brushed her off mm-hmm. until he got confirmation from dear old dad, his favorite person in the universe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what happens now with Ryan and how he deals with that. Mm-hmm. And another mom comes to visit, um, Clayton Hughes' mom. And he says he's planning something big, and uh, Johnny Basil's wife wants to come visit. And uh, next we have, um, uh oh, my page moved. Beecher wants to do something special for uh, Boos Mollis and his upcoming wedding. Uh, Rebidow arranges to have one of the conjugal rooms uh, for Boos Mollis and Norma, but Boos Mollis is a virgin and he's terrified crazy yeah <laughs> i guess he went into prison young huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and he's been diggled digging tunnels ever since yeah uh and but it turns out that uh norma didn't show for the wedding and i i like how they try to make him feel better everybody's like oh it must be a blizzard the blizzard the weather that's keeping her away yeah yeah hmm she can't get here. I felt bad for him. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But at least it wasn't a betrayal. I was yeah. worried when uh, our friend who speaks with God was, like, comforting her <laughs> when he was in the hole. That seemed like it was going to lead to bad places. I'd rather it just be, she's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she let some poor old convict along. And instead of saying no, <laughs> left him hanging at the altar. Oh. Well, next, uh, Father Mukata converts one of Cloutier's former followers. And then he gloats about it, and the inmate ends up in the hospital from a beating. And Cloutier was right. Mukata is jealous. And Mukata goes to Saeed for advice, and then decides to do a service for all faiths. And have uh, Saeed and Cloutier and Mukata, all three of them are leading the service together. There can be peace in Oz. There can be peace in religion, which is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) How long do you think that'll last? (laughs) Right-headed wrong. (laughs) That's the fantasy episode of Oz. (laughs) Uh, then uh, Schillinger's daughter-in-law comes to visit. Uh, he tells her Hank is dead, 
She freaks out, goes into labor, and gives birth at the hospital in Oz. And he looks horrified. Um, and then there was there was a deleted scene that I think it goes in here somewhere with um, Vern and uh, Beecher in an interaction session, and Vern talks lovingly about the birth of his granddaughter. Yeah, it would, be good. it would have been good to see some more Vern and Beecher like not hating each other mm-hmm. or things turn south. <laughs> oh, wait, I thought they were friends now. Um, yeah. <laughs> they are <Yeah>. now. <laughs> um, then we have a new prisoner, Edward Galson. He's played by John Dor- uh, Doman, another actor from The Wire, and he's Beecher's new cellmate. He's from The Wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Was he a cop? Let me look it up real quick. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I had to look him up. You should leave that space in there. <laughs> space, space, space. Yes. <laughs> he was the, the deputy commissioner um, for operations. I see. Yes. <laughs> well. Okay, on on the laptop I've got Skype going. On the tablet I've got my Oz notes, and then I look that up on the phone. <laughs> so I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then Beecher gets a visit from Catherine McLean. She's a lawyer who wants to help him with his upcoming parole hearing. Mm-hmm. And then he gets a, in a fight with his cellmate. <laughs> uh, Sister Pete meets with Jackson Vahu, who doesn't want to be there. And uh, Vahu's doing drugs again. Surprise. Another new prisoner, uh, Tug Daniels. He's the one who tried to kill Suprema Law. And he's uh, Tug Daniels is played by Method Man, the rapper. Mm-hmm. So we have all the all the musicians here. Um, then Redding assigns people to his soldiers for assassination. Uh, Hill gets the word out and the assassinations are stopped just in time. So now Hill has some enemies, more enemies in Oz. This Hill has been here before. He's ratted people out before. <laughs> he has. He seems to be the only one who ever goes to the authorities <laughs> and tells them things. <laughs> but to be honest, it, it struck me as odd that Hill was, like, going along with all this drug dealing since he'd been portrayed all this time as being so squeaky clean. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had that whole thing where he was avoiding his his cellmate who was yeah. the undercover cop going bad because he was doing drugs. And he was like very adamantly clear, like, I don't do that stuff. And then when his, you know, father figure comes along and takes over the drug trade, suddenly heals a soldier. That, that didn't fly right. And I guess they addressed it with him ratting him out. Yeah. But yeah. the fact that he went along so far, it, it was just that was 
pinging me wrong every time I saw them together <laughs> and him with the click of, of drug dealers. <laughs> I think he wasn't really, he wasn't standing, he wasn't standing in their way, but he was, you know, he was actively the... a member. He was like a Lieutenant. Hmm. I mean, he got that guy killed or did that happen yet? Yeah, that happened. Which guy? Um, Oh, no, he hasn't. Wait, <laughs> is Suprema Law still around? Yes. <laughs> it's been a while, kids. Yeah, that's later. That's <laughs> Sorry. Later. All right. <laughs> How long was our last podcast ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it all kind of merges together for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, um. So, yeah, he's still there for now. Okay. Never mind. Okay. Um, and then, meanwhile, back on death row, uh, Giles understands what's happening but has trouble communicating it. Um, a, and there's another group that's going to help get him off death row. And uh, Moses is running out of appeals, uh, but he talks to Saeed about... Uh, donating his organs after death. And so, um, so it's going to help him with that. And then they do that. I feel like they should do that. I feel like prisoners should be organ donors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Why shouldn't everybody Why shouldn't be organ donors? Are you an organ donor? Yes. So am I. Yeah, so am I. So. Yeah. His, we'll come back to this. Yeah, we will. In the, in the next episode, <laughs> we'll get back to that. <laughs> uh, and then finally in this episode, Hoyt and Robinson still want Saeed dead, according to their deal uh, with, uh, with Leroy Tidd, who is now loyal to Saeed. And so they recruit another, uh, a young Aryan, to, uh, to kill Saeed, but he kills Tidd instead when he jumps in front of the knife and takes it. Or Saeed. Mm-hmm. Saeed has followers dropping like flies. Yes. <laughs> and there's more death in Oz, even after McManus comes back. I know. <laughs> Yet he still keeps his job. <laughs> I mean, how many deaths of the season were there? Oh my gosh. It seems like there was a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there have been. What's your take on all this, Amelia? You're being <laughs> way too quiet. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, chime in. <laughs> there has been a lot of death. There's been way too much death. Mm. For my teas. <laughs> and not enough nudity. And, I, you know, I'm just... <laughs> being in a bucket. Being in a bucket. Oh, God. Being in a bucket. That's all I got to say. Even that's getting a little. <laughs> you're done with these penises? You want some fresh penises? Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Gotcha. <laughs> and our next episode is Orpheus Descending was written by Tom Fontana and Sunil Nayar and Sean Weitzel. 
was directed by Gloria Muzio, and the theme is Orpheus. McManus calls a superficial truce between Redding and Mor- Morales. Basil finally sees his wife, but Hughes ends up spoiling their happiness. Meanwhile, Cyril's latest outburst proves to be the last straw. So this starts with Tim coming back to a lockdown M city. He talks to Redding and Morales, forces them to make peace, but uh, Supreme tries to make peace with Hill, but really wants Hill to kill Redding. And holy crap, <laughs> Tim's giving Omar another chance to make it in M city. Really? That makes no god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Tim. Tim, Tim. It's like, I really think I can fix this one. (laughs) Really? He just stabbed you. But, okay. (laughs) But he got well. He got better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He got better, and his liberal attitude kicked into full Greenpeace mode. And he's going to save a soul. Yeah. (laughs) Or a whale. One of the two. <laughs> and in over in uh, Unit J, Clayton wants to fight, but nobody's fighting with him. They're just ignoring him. <laughs> uh, then Basil's wife visits, and we get another great sigh from Ernie Hudson when he has to tell Mrs. Basil that her husband was killed by Clayton Hughes. Nobody Clayton. was... Use. Yeah. So he finally did that big thing he was talking about. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a sad way to see him go out. Mm-hmm. I thought if they were going to bother to have that character remain, <laughs> it it would have. I don't know. I I thought he and the other cop made for an interesting dynamic and take, like mm-hmm. cops in prison for criminal acts that that's a whole another slice of the story that uh, I don't know I don't know if they've explored it the way I would have enjoyed <laughs> it would have been nice to see like you know somebody who they put away who's in there trying to get revenge and somehow get into unit J because there are regular inmates that do travel in that area mm-hmm that, that would have been, like, an interesting story to explore. And maybe they will in the future, because Unit J hasn't gone away. Its population just went down. Right. By, right. By two, because they yeah, took they, away. <laughs> right, they took away the went off to, uh, to solitary. So now that guy is kind of in solitary, the one who's left, right? Yeah. And then... Uh, of course, Leo Leo's upset by this and gets drunk, and Floria gives him a ride home. Doesn't he threaten to quit? I think so. Yeah, I think this is where he, he writes that... Uh, he has her take a letter. Yeah. And doesn't she crumple it up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But did she give him a ride that this time? Yeah. I thought he left. I, I thought she was left in the office and crumpling up the letter after he... I thought that came in a later episode. Okay. 
<laughs> We're on top of it today, kids. We are. <laughs> yes, that was, that's what happens when it's been two weeks since I've watched this. <laughs> I figure my notes are okay. <laughs> yeah. Aw, and then Beecher, Mrs. Keller, aw. <laughs> Things are looking good for his parole hearing, though, and so... Um, Sister Pete arranges a phone call with Keller. And Keller tells him to run. Don't look back. In his farewell address to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Next, Schillinger sees his granddaughter again. And another inmate's, inmate makes him doubt that she's really his granddaughter. So then uh, Saeed goes to Cloutier. And... Uh, <laughs> This this was weird because it's like, okay, wait, I thought Iman Walker was taller. Uh, Saeed goes to talk to Cloutier, and uh, uh, Cloutier gets Carl to give up Robson, and Schillinger turns against Cloutier, and then Robson goes to solitary. Uh, Vern visits him, gives him a note, and then the boy commits suicide. And uh, when Saeed and Cloutier were talking, I thought that I thought that Iman Walker was taller. He seemed taller until he was talking to, um, um, what's his name, Luke Perry, who I know is, is shorter, unless Luke Perry was standing on a box or something. So you gauge everybody's height by Luke Perry. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I took away from that. <laughs> Yes, because even in I real know, life. I know he's short, and and I, I I'd always thought Iman Walker was taller, I much never taller. Thought of Luke Perry is being short. Yeah, isn't he like what five five or something? Is he? I don't know. I thought so. I thought he was kind of short. I don't know. I don't. I I don't know. I only know him from Nine Hundred Two and and he always seemed tall in that, but. That's because they had him next to children. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I always thought Stallone looked tall. But, yeah, we know the answer there. <laughs> I just watched, uh, by my own volition, Judge Dredd again <laughs> last mm-hmm. night. <laughs> um, and, like, he's standing next to Diane Lane, and she's like, way short compared to him and I, I can only imagine he's standing on a soapbox talking to her uh. <laughs> Luke Perry is 5'9 is he? Ah, oh, he's, okay. he's a tall ass oh compared to Susan he's short <laughs> that's no. what's going on <laughs> no then he and I are the same height <laughs> <laughs> okay Susan looked down on all of us. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, that's right. Evil Susan again. Oh. You're not evil. You're just tall. <laughs> tall Susan. Tall's not evil. Oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> McManus wants to have a basketball tournament uh, with Vehu and Busmalis versus Tim and a CO. And of course... See- Hmm? McManus is getting on my nerves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> All this time, you've been lusting after the McManus. 
wasn't really lusting after it. <laughs> You'd have his babies, I heard. Ew, gross. No. <laughs> you were no. saving a set of eggs just for kids. <laughs> a set of eggs. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yeah, that's so much. <laughs> It's okay. He he worked his magic again, and he found a CO who played basketball in college. Mm-hmm. Convenient. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. But, of course, uh, Vehu won, <laughs> playing against both of them, and being cheered on by Busmelis. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a deleted scene in there that um, Busmelis working out in M City to try and get in shape for the basketball game. How was that? It was really funny because mm. everyone was like, "Why are you working out? You're not going to be doing anything." Yeah. Was it cut for time? Probably. Yeah. It, they didn't say. Did they not have commentary on. Uh, not on the, the scenes. No. No. Uh, and then Moses wants to die by lethal injection and donate his body. But instead, um, while he was at the hospital and they were checking him out to see about the the, don- the donation of the organs, he tried to escape and he died. So here's my question. Yep. Was all that BS about giving his organs away just BS in order to, like, was this a pl- an escape plan? Like, did he know that, like, you know, when they, when you do, like, he, he made some weird r- requests. Like, he wanted to meet the people that he was going to give the organs to. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, attempting, and they, they achieved this, right? We had a couple of people who were, like, thanking him for his eyes and the like. Right. I'll be able to see and all this other stuff. Now, I, I see, I was at a loss when this happened. Like, was this a put-on, or was he serious about it, and then he changed his mind in the hospital, right? Mm. What, what is, what's your takeaway on what went down here? Because this seemed very weird and vague. An off-screen death of a character that we've seen for a couple of episodes, or actually a couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah, he's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think that was his plan all along. He just wanted to get out and try and escape. But why would he insist on meeting people? I mean, that's that wasn't part of the escape plan. Maybe to make it seem real. Hmm. Okay. I can, that's, I'll take it at face value. It just struck me as odd. Yeah. It's like a lot of rigmarole going on. And like, he couldn't have known that they... I mean, I don't understand what that ride to the hospital was for anyway any tests that he would have to go through could have been handled by the staff physician couldn't they i'm sure most of them could but you know if they needed to i don't know if they needed anything above and beyond um, so. all i had to do was put a red dot on my <laughs> on my driver's license in order to become an organ <laughs> yeah i don't know as an inmate, there's special testing, I guess. <laughs> also, if if you're going to die via lethal injection, which is essentially poisons being pumped into your body, how good are your organs? I don't know. 
<laughs> Come on, answer these hard questions. I want the answers, Susan. We'll have to consult know. the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were playing doctor on this podcast earlier. <laughs> if I remember, like, seasons ago, you were like, they can't do that! <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this this apparently was not a big question for me. I just kind of let it go. <laughs> so, but I will... We're reaching into Susan's let it go phase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right, ever since the, the Chinese immigrants. <laughs> ever since the sci-fi aging agent. <laughs> Just let it go. Yeah. Anything they want to do, let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You still with us, Amelia? Yeah. All right. <laughs> but are you awake? <laughs> I can't see you. You could be off playing with your Scotty doll. <laughs> She's having them fight each other, Scotty, and uh, the ones that are out of the box. <laughs> I did. Scotty was uh, battling Obi Wan Kenobi earlier. Okay, I got bored. Uh-huh. Alrighty then. Well, next we have another. We have another new inmate, um, Org Connolly. He's a member of the real IRA, and uh, so O'Reilly wants to be a friend to him but he's not having it and uh he gets attacked by the Aryans. Mhm. I thought this was kind of cool because it showed how the system of brotherhood works. It's like if I walk out of here and we're not pals, everyone's going to know it by my body language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then shit's going to go down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You want to be with somebody. You don't want to be alone. I thought that was nice. With all that we've learned about prison life from watching the show, that seemed like uh, a, a nice nod to things we knew, but done in a different way. Mm-hmm. And next we have um, Ryan's mom came to visit and uh, confirmed that he and Cyril are half brothers. Um, and then Cyril put another inmate in a coma. Um, and he gets sent to protective custody now with visits from Ryan. And Arif finally confessed that he witnessed Ryan kill Keenan. And Ryan talks to Gloria and asks her to help him and Cyril escape. And that just doesn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Gloria. This is not Claire. <laughs> yeah. Ryan's just, his grip of reality seems to slip every now and then. Mm-hmm. It's like, what you can get away with. You might get away with, you know, a, a stolen kiss every now and then without being beaten to death by guards. <laughs> but... Yeah. To be expecting her to orchestrate and execute an, a, a prison break. And how she'd do it, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sew them up in cav- cadavers. Hollow out one. <laughs> the skin boys. <laughs> I'm, I'm just... I'm snowballing here. I'm... I'm, I'm 
<laughs> I'm spitballing, not snowballing. That's a total. <laughs> I've been watching too much Oz. Leave me alone. <laughs> so our next episode is Even the Score. And Amelia, this one's all yours. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, Even the score written by Tom Fontana and Sunil Nayar and Sean Whitesell, directed by J. Miller Tobin, and the theme was sports. McManus finds he is unable to turn his back on White. Beecher tells the parents of the young girl he killed that he's up for parole. Hal tries to blackmail O'Reilly so she can get to Cyril, but he throws her for a loop. And then O'Reilly is thrown himself by a family secret. Well, it starts with Omar got caught with drugs again. (laughs) And he started a fight in the rehab group. But of course, he gets another chance. Of course. So, okay, what's the deal with uh, McManus and Omar? Why does he keep giving him more chances? Well, he actually said it. He said that... uh... He saw him as someone he wouldn't give up on. Um, Like, if the program's going to work, it's got to work for everybody, not just the ones he likes. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know, certainly the man who stabbed you, if you I think he's doing that whole Jesus turn the other cheek thing with uh, respect to um, his counseling. Because he, he he must at this point realize Oz is not working. <laughs> <laughs> it is not converting anybody for the better. It's just like seems to be this paradise for prisoners that want to continue doing their thuggery, but like have a a, a somewhat nicer environment. <laughs> so I don't know. He he just strikes me as like he's he's focusing on small victories. Mm-hmm. Instead of the big overreaching, I'm going to rehabilitate you all, and you will all be better when you return to society. We haven't heard that speech in years. <laughs> it's true. But then, you know, having the, the small goals, that's what works. So, hey. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> Is it working with this clown? I mean... Well, maybe not specifically with Omar, <laughs> but just in general with... Uh, you know, in life, <laughs> rather than say, you know, I want to do this. You say, well, first I have to do this, and then I have to do that, and then that, and then I'll get to that other place I wanted to be. First I got to have coffee, then we'll get to the oral sex, and <laughs> <laughs> that's my vision of how McManus's brain works. <laughs> okay, and then and then a meal at his favorite diner, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. And then uh, Beecher talks to the the parents of the girl he killed before uh, his parole hearing. He thinks that might help. Uh, no, I think he felt that he had to do that. He couldn't be paroled and sneak out on them. Because he, uh, he's, they weren't going to be notified or something. I think they're notified. Well, I don't know. It was weird, but wasn't this his? He instigated this. He did. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just his sense of what's right. 
he's finally come to grips with what he did. He's remorseful. The last time he met them, it didn't go well at all. And now he has another opportunity, but he feels like he has to go through this crucible before he can even consider walking out that door. If they're going to torpedo him, he's fine with it. It's almost like um, O'Reilly um, admitting that he killed that guy to um, to, to the doctor. Yeah. 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 And then she had the option to turn him in or not. Yep. Okay. These people are laying themselves bare and saying, I take your bullets. <laughs> <laughs> and our friend Clayton. Clayton he, Moore. Uh, Hughes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he wants to be a martyr. He has a big plan. And uh, he's going to set it in motion here. <sighs> You have now entered the country of... <laughs> Whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, next, we have Glenn has to release Robson from solitary because uh, now that the, the other guy is dead, he can't. Uh, he doesn't have anyone to say that Robson was the one who put him up to it, up to killing or, or attempting to kill Saeed and killing Leroy Tid. So... Next, uh, Saeed's, Saeed's inner demons get the best of him, and he beats Schillinger and Robson. Uh, that was kind of interesting. It was. <laughs> Saeed's a little out of control again. He's let the little but... Atabisi in him out. Yes. <laughs> we got the jungle Congo drums thing going. <laughs> now, did he tip his hat to the side first? He did not tip his hat Okay. To the side. <laughs> but that would have been awesome <laughs> if he had just cocked that sucker. Yes. <laughs> but he was in full eye ch channel out of BC mode. Mm -hmm. uh, next, Vern asks his daughter-in-law about the baby's father. Mm -hmm. That was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> He's a very special person, huh? If that child isn't my blood, I want nothing to do with it or you. Next, the uh, the COs injure Jackson Vahieu, and Tim's team wins that game. And the inmates are all upset about that, you know, because it's unfair that, that that happened, but there's nothing they can do about it. Except there is something that they can do about it. Morales... He wants to win the next game, so he has another inmate slash that CO's uh, Achilles tendon, so he can't play. Always the most lovely of slip slashes. Yeah. The Achilles tendon. But it doesn't just ruin that one game. It ruins that guy's chance to go back into the NBA. Mm-hmm. Play professionally, so uh, he can... Ruined his life. That happens a lot at Oz. It does. <laughs> Scoop out your eyes, your life is ruined. <laughs> Slash your Achilles tendon, your life is ruined. Yeah. I just wanted to ruin your day, not your life. <laughs> Try to but do oh an well. investigative reporting thing in a jail. <laughs> Lose your job. <laughs> uh, 
Next, Redding finds out uh, Daniels is conspiring with Supreme Allah and kills him. And there's a deleted scene here where uh, Supreme talks to Morales and Pencamo about getting Hill to kill Redding. I never quite got what Supreme Allah's plan was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like the dumbest plan ever. I'm going to get killed to kill him because Hill hates him now because he kicked Hill out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that has two problems. One, he kicked Hill out, so Hill is no longer close to the guy. And two, he's a cripple. And three, <laughs> it's just highly unlikely that Hill would do that. Yeah, because, I mean, Redding raised Hill, so he's like a father to him. So, yeah, I don't think... And he... and this guy knew that, because mm-hmm. he was... He knew uh, Hill and Redding from back in those days as well. Okay, right. And he's the guy who turned in Hill. Right. So, like, it, it had all... It was just fraught. <laughs> Everything about this plan was stupid. <laughs> fraught with peril. Destined not to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes, what? Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get back to that. <laughs> the next, uh, Sister Pete talks to Giles about the death penalty. The governor doesn't... And, and Giles wants to be stoned to death. Um, but the the governor doesn't want to do that, so he has the death penalty law declared unconstitutional, and then Giles gets put back in solitary. Yep. It was kind of fun when the guys went, you're not that stupid at all! Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, Ryan visits Cyril, because uh, Cyril was still in protective custody. Um, and... He argues with Henry Stanton, who's another inmate in the, he's in the cell next to Cyril. And uh, then uh, Ryan has a chat with Yude, the other inmate in, I guess the only inmate now in Unit J. And then Howell has an accident. She (laughs) falls down the stairs and has a broken pelvis. And so she'll be out for a while. Our Gary Busey look-alike. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Help! Maybe she. Maybe I got lucky and she broke her neck. Help! Please! Help! Somebody! Somebody! Come! I think, he, I think you're actually saying it louder than he did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next... Cloutier casts out Timmy Kirk for beating up Connolly. Um, and then uh, Kirk starts plotting revenge. I cast thee out. Redhead. Ginger. That's it. That's it. It's all about that. It's <laughs> <laughs> not nice. <laughs> My best friend's a redhead. I can make that Ryan and his mother are getting closer and she confesses to him that she's committed a crime and she's on the run for that crime uh, that she committed in the 60s and she's going to turn herself in. She's going to be a good example. 
there's that a... just seems like a bad idea, too. Yeah. I mean, she's visiting jails, for goodness sakes. I'm, obviously, nobody's looking for this woman. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, uh, could it be her? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's no way they would know unless she confessed, right? And, uh, dumb, da dum dum Right? Dumb. <laughs> she wants to set a good example for her son. She should just go to Paris. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where all our convicts go when they want to escape oh, extradition. <laughs> Hang out with uh, Roman. There was there was another deleted scene here, uh, where Leo asks Gloria about Patrick Keenan's murder. Uh, he asks her if um, Ryan O'Reilly said anything to her about being the one who did it, and she says, "No, he never said anything." Mm-hmm. Um, so she totally she, saved his ass. She did. She did. Hey, did they mention anything about? Like, what, did Claire have another job, and that's the reason they broke her hip for to get her out of circulation? <laughs> no. Um, does she come back? She does come back. So, that's not too spoilery to say that. Okay. <laughs> um, but the, the last scene... Um, here or the last storyline that they talk about that they talk about on this episode uh gloria talks to ryan after she lies to leo uh tells ryan that she's not helping him escape and so then ryan decides to join Connolly and the ira and then he finds out Connolly's plan is to blow up m city mm, from bad to worse <laughs> <laughs> But yay, she decides uh she decides to do take the high road and not do a stupid thing. Yeah. But I, it's I, so I, rare for characters in the show. <laughs> I but was I think we expected her to do that though. We did, but like, you know, sometimes the writers don't care what we think okay. should happen. <laughs> <laughs> we have Famous last words. Chris, you want to take this one? Since you started, you can end it today, too. Alrighty. Famous last words written by Tom Fontana and Sean Whitesell. Directed by Adam Bernstein. And the theme is last words. In the season four finale, Hill discovers where his true allegiances lie. Redding's plot to use the colonel against Morales has an unexpected outcome. Cloutier um, runs into trouble from his church on the outside and his parishers in Oz. Um, White gets a little too close to McManus and Beecher's agony about the parole hearing leads to a shocking climax. This was a tearjerker. Yeah. I really felt sad. I, I not a tearjerker so much as I really felt sad with this episode. With uh, with what? With what goes down in this episode? We'll get to it. Why don't you start us off? 
Okay, so uh, this one had a commentary with Tom Fontana, Lee Turgeson, and Dean Winters. And these three together, they're, they're kind of hilarious. Um, <laughs> even watching this, uh, with uh, Dean, every time he would come on screen, he would interrupt what everyone was saying. Look, look, there I am, there I am. <laughs> and, uh, but they did, there were a few serious things they talked about anyway. But um, some of the questions that we had uh, about this season, um, uh, Tom Fontana said that he had written the first eight episodes and then HBO called and asked him to write eight more because they wanted to move the show from July to January. And so uh, what they did was they played the the first eight episodes that he had written in July and then they had uh, the extra eight episodes in January. So he had a very short time to write those. And so if they, and, you know, that's one reason why the end of the first half of season four felt like the end of the season, because it really was. <laughs> he didn't know that he had to write another set so soon. Mm -hmm. um, and then, okay, so those, and then the second half aired in January, and then season five started the following January. And the other thing was about the green lighting. And he said that, yes, that was the, the lighting guy. He thought that the, the laundry room and the computer room should have a green tint. So that's all that was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is there some deeper meaning that we're supposed to get from that? No. The lighting guy just liked it that way. Okie dokies. So. This one... Um, Hill had the kitchen, quote, make a mistake with uh, Supreme Allah's food. And so um, he has an allergic reaction because he's allergic to eggs. And he dies right there in the kitchen, in the cafeteria. Um, I call BS. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, what, what's your reasoning? Anybody with a, that severe an allergic reaction would have... Uh, I mean, even if the inmate doesn't have it on hand, if they know that the inmate has allergic reactions to food, they'd have the um, the thing that they inject you with in order the to EpiPen. yeah, in order to save your life <laughs> nearby. That would be my yeah. take. It's yeah. just struck me as being completely silly. <laughs> no, no, my take on why this was BS was if it was if it was something that simple. Why didn't this happen months ago when they wanted him dead? You know? <laughs> it's because just, they didn't you know. know about it, I guess. Well, I think they did because the, um, who was it, Poet? Um, he said, oh, yeah, we always have to make him special. Yeah, but Poet's stupid. Okay. <laughs> they kind of established that. Okay, never <laughs> poet, mind that. Poet has no intelligence factor whatsoever. That's why he's still in jail <laughs> after being released. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hill actually knew the reason why they were doing him special food things. Well, and he, that's yeah, because he's he had to look it up. Right. right. Well, no, he said he remembered him being super allergic to eggs. Right, and then he got his medical records. Mm -hmm. Just to confirm what he suspected. Yeah. All right. 
and then uh, the Colonel and Morales are working on the elevator. Oh. Unsupervised, of course, right? <laughs> and uh, the, the Colonel tries to carry out his mission, which is to kill Morales. But Morales wins. Mm-hmm. And the Colonel dies. Uh, why did the Colonel follow his roommate's orders? I mean, like, the reasoning behind that was weird <laughs> to me. Yeah, I, I thought that the Colonel's, um, the Colonel's buy-in to being a soldier in this war, really biz- bizarre to me. I mean, yes, they both served, but that means that he's, a guy who was used to giving orders, is going to become subservient to this other dude, who is a lower rank than him, in the, the said military that they share, mm-hmm. the military experience. But he's a higher rank in the current situation. In, so yeah, maybe. but, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> All that meant to me was like the colonel should try and take this shit over. <laughs> <laughs> and run it the right way, huh? Well, no, just run it. I mean, it was weird. One, this guy is also from The Wire. Two, I love this guy in The Wire. Yeah. Three, this is for you, McNulty. this guy is the best and his secret in the wire is the best secret ever see now I'm trying to remember you can tell me later (laughs) it was done without words it was done in such a way that I had to rewind and watch it again and go holy mother of god that was awesome (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we'll talk awesome okay next Cloutier is forced to resign from his church on the on the outside and uh, the inmates in Oz want to humble him as well and um, so and then Kirk and the, the bikers they put him behind the wall in the kitchen they just leave him there. Yeah, that was a quick turn. Mm-hmm. I think they just needed to get rid of him because he wasn't coming back next season. Right. He's got something else to do now. He has but another job. It was like his parishers, they were like, they, they flip-flopped so quickly. Mm-hmm. But that's normal. Yeah, I, I guess. In Hans, I guess. I mean, one yeah. second the man's, like, you know... Causing miracles. <laughs> He's being like mm-hmm. sealed up behind walls, like in a Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty bizarre thing. And yet another unsupervised part of the, <laughs> right? the prison, where yeah. no guards could possibly hear him yell behind that wall. Yeah. <laughs> Until he dies. <laughs> And in the commentary, uh, they, said they all said they loved working with Luke Perry. He's he's wonderful. And um, Tom Fontana's plan for this character was to have him admit to all the seven deadly sins by the time it got to the end of his storyline. But? He got to most of them, I guess. <laughs> Lying and stealing, of course, because he's there in Oz. Uh, <laughs> 
I just figured they showed his penis and there was no need, more need for him. That's right. That was it. <laughs> there, there's your Luke Perry penis. Go! <laughs> so all the all you 90210 fans, there it is. There it is. <laughs> On display, flopping in the breeze. Job done. <laughs> We've documented that penis for... <laughs> For the ages. Survey says, eh. (laughs) Not so much. Survey says, yeah, that's a penis. (laughs) And then we move on to Hughes. Clayton Hughes. Was this the sad storyline? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> well, he takes over solitary, and he he uh, he dies when the sort team comes in to end it. Um, he he dies in Leo's arms, just like his father. Yeah, boring. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was good, glad to see Clayton Hughes go. I thought he was from the, from the get go. He was a questionable addition. His actions were ridiculous. His continued actions continued to be ridiculous. And his exit was as ridiculous as his life. So. Okay. No. I'm just saying that that storyline didn't do it for me. All right. As much as the uh, Chinese immigrants being housed in a hostile <laughs> being questionable, I found the entirety of Clayton Hughes's existence to be just <laughs> dreck. Okay. <laughs> From the minute he left the gun in Adebisi's <laughs> bunk. <sighs> well, at and uh, Tom Fontana said about filming this this scene that um, Kirk Acevedo who plays Alvarez. He was in London filming Band of Brothers. So if his voiceover sounds weird, then uh, yeah, it's because he was uh, transatlantic lines. I guess <laughs> he said he gave him some some lines to record and insert in the uh, in the episode. Mm-hmm. So after after all that experience, Leo, this is where Leo wants to resign, and oh. he's uh, he's written well because it's his his former best friend's son died the same way that his best friend died. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were way off. It's like pretty bleak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was he was also very sad about. Um, Basil, because, you know, he was another law enforcement person, and he thought they were a lot alike. But here Leo Leo wants to resign, and this is where Floria says, well, wait a minute, I'm not going to send this in. <laughs> so when are they going to do it? Why are they dragging this out for, like, <laughs> another season? Jeez, the writing's on the wall, shoot the fucking gun. <laughs> I mean that's just obvious. And if I and if it's something else, I'd be wholly surprised. <laughs> the show will have hoodwinked me into thinking that one thing was happening and another thing was going going to, but I don't think it's actually going to surprise me at all. Okay. 
That's my prediction. <laughs> for, for next season. For next season? Okay. Okay. It's noted. Next, Murphy wants to play on Tim's team in the basketball tournament in the third game. Um, his, but uh, Vehu is healthy again, and Vehu wins. And in, in that scene, I enjoyed the music by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But really, the, the basketball thing kind of like, eh. It was kind of like the boxing in Fast Forward through it. <laughs> so you stayed for the music. I stayed for the music, yes. And then we see uh, Tim McManus, while he was off sometime, he had time to uh, be on a game show. <laughs> uh, but, of course, he got the question wrong and looked like an idiot doing it. <laughs> and it was the Sopranos kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is with the show and the Sopranos? <laughs> <laughs> they got to use the Sopranos for something. <laughs> oh, and then O'Reilly's Sex in the City comment. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of the he was one of the guest stars on Sex in the City and dated Carrie, so that's what that was all about. Mm-hmm. What was his comment? Uh, I'd do her. Oh. And yeah, he did in the show. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Horseface. <laughs> Gosh, yes. <laughs> Yikes. So. I'm telling you, she sucked the life out of her husband. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another podcast. <laughs> I just watched Godzilla. He was young. He was vibrant. <laughs> Matthew Broderick used to be a young man. Now he's this ancient old stick person. The succubus just drew, sucked him dry. Oh my gosh. Well, and Omar didn't like that um, the other inmates were making fun of Tim when he, uh, after he got the question wrong. And so he killed another one of the inmates. Stuck his head through the television. <laughs> and then when McManus um, talked to him about it, he beat up McManus. And so Omar's back in solitary, but Tim's not giving up. <laughs> I'm telling you, pet projects. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And uh, Vern gives blood for a DNA test for his granddaughter. Uh, and he hears Beecher is up for parole. He yells at Beecher in the interaction session. Uh, but hey, now we know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's Schillinger, damn it. And, uh, and in the commentary, he said, uh, Tom Fontana said that uh, in the beginning, he had asked uh, J.K. Simons how to pronounce how he would pronounce that name, and he would pronounce it Schillinger, but a lot of other people would pronounce it Schillinger. So that was something that they that they brought in <laughs> from that. Mm-hmm. Um, then Saeed helps to protect Beecher because he has to stay out of trouble before his parole hearing. And, of course, the, the Aryans are trying to 
get him uh, trying to kill him <laughs> so he doesn't have that chance. Um, and then we see before his hearing, his lawyer kisses him and he gets paroled. But then we find out that was all a dream. This would be the part. That was just really bizarre. Yeah, I was actually hoping that, that this character was done. I was hoping he was out. But when they started pushing it and like, wow, we're outside the prison and this is still going on. Wait, we're having like this beach. We're having like this idyllic picnic. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And sure enough, yeah, not, not, not the one. I was hoping there's actually, um, they were going to redeem and pay off a character. Like, mm-hmm. get him out. He had survived the horrors of dealing with Schillinger and um, could get on with the rest of his life. Yeah. So, yeah, this was the sad part for me. And there was a purpose to that one also, uh, behind the scenes there. Because when it, when the episode was written, Tom Fontana didn't know if they were coming back for season five. So he wrote and shot both both endings. And so if the show was not coming back, that would have been real. Ah. But he decided to leave it in as and use it as a dream sequence. So and also the um the exterior shot uh when Beecher was walking out, that was at Sing Sing. But they couldn't they couldn't do like a helicopter shot or too much of that because um, the the people at, at Sing Sing said, well, no, somebody might take a look at that and use that um, in an escape attempt or something. So they couldn't go very high in the overhead shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that, I thought that was interesting. Very. Uh, next, Schillinger confronts uh, Beecher after the hearing to gloat. Then, uh, and that's when uh, Saeed appears. Out of BC lives, <laughs> Shanks, Vern, and Robson. And then we see that uh, M City got HBO, so they are watching. Uh, they're watching what we're watching on HBO now. <laughs> what they're watching Oz. Well, no, they're not watching Oz, but they're watching some of the other shows. So, I thought they were watching The Sopranos. Yeah. So they get to watch all the other shows, but not Oz, because that would be just weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Cyril goes back to M-City, and Ryan thanks Gloria with a kiss. An unscripted kiss. That was in the commentary as well? That was in the commentary, yep. And there's also a deleted scene uh, where Ryan talks to Gloria about her medical license and about Cyril. <laughs> My notes, I like. I said, well, it's too bad it was deleted because even I thought he was adorable in that scene. <laughs> so mm-hmm. It would have gone well with, the, with this other scene where he kisses her. Oh, well. And then, it, since Ryan, um, since Cyril is back now, 
Ryan's having second thoughts about blowing up M City. And he tries to stop Connolly, but Connolly gets his hands on the bomb and uh, so and threatens to blow up the place, but the bomb turns out to be a dud. Was this episode extra long? Yeah, probably. <laughs> it just seemed yeah. to go on forever. <laughs> because it's a, the season finale, so it's probably a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, and we find nobody turned off the gas in the cafeteria. <laughs> so Ryan O'Reilly did blow up Oz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because he was the one who left it on. Yep. But, really, shouldn't um, Pancamo have turned it off since he's in charge of the kitchen? Shouldn't someone who works in Oz be <laughs> in charge of making sure things get turned off? Maybe you should smell the gas before you light a cigarette or a cigarette. Yeah. I mean, if it had been running for that long, you definitely would have been able to smell something funny. It's a special Oz gas. Yeah. <laughs> Odorous. Deadly. Explosive. And, and that's the end of season four. Huzzah! Holy <laughs> <laughs> <Finally>. God. <laughs> and another reason why they blew up uh, Oz is because they lost their lease on that warehouse building that they were using as the set. So we'll have a new set next year? Yeah. I see. And in season five, the first four episodes are Visitation, Laws of Gravity, Dream a Little Dream of Me, and Next Stop Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs>